Hey, what's up, everybody? Get ready for it. It's July 2nd. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Um, in this episode, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, usually, I have a title picked out before I go ahead and dive into this thing. But uh, today, I'm just going to wing it because I feel like the best conversations I had without having to think about it too much. So, um, a few things that I uh, wanted to talk about. Um... Oh, I've just figured out a perfect title. Overthinking. Bam. All right. So <laughs> only reason why uh, I'm talking about this is because yesterday, here we go. I'm going to share a story with you. It's a little embarrassing for me. So uh, here we go. Anyways, I was at the doctor's office for my hand, my right hand. I have a thumb injury and uh, I'm unable to bend my thumb backwards for whatever reason still it's a phantom injury i have no idea what to call it and uh anyways the doctor calls it trigger finger and uh he was asking me about the healing process and since march 31st i've been pretty much out of work and he's like whoa that's a lot of time he's like and no results and i was just like nah not really he's like did you go to physical therapy i'm like yeah i you know i've been going to physical therapy ever since you know uh you know, March 31st, and he's like, and nothing, I'm like, no, nothing, like, can you tell me something, and he's a, um, you know, a hand specialist, you know, so I knew I was going to get something out of him, so he looks at my, uh, the, the uh, remarks on the uh, MRI for my hand, and he's just like, I don't understand this, this doesn't make any sense, and uh, in my head, I'm like, that's because the VA took the MRIs. And, uh, and he's he's laughing because I actually said that out loud. But um, he was like, yeah, I don't really like the images on this. And I was just like, yeah, it doesn't really show you much, does it? You know, he was like, no, I'm concerned that there's some ligament damage over here. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I figured that much because I literally can't bend my finger. So uh, anyways, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, it looks like we're going to have to give you a quick uh, cortisone shot and we'll see you in a week to see how, you know, how it's doing. And uh, so a little backstory, I have, I'm flooded with tattoos. I have tattoos all over the place, right? Um, and uh, I love, I love getting tattoos. I love the pain. I love, I love everything about it. The whole process of getting a tattoo is just like, oh, love it. But ever since I came back from Afghanistan, uh, for some reason, I panic when a doctor has a needle in his hands, right? And uh, ever since I and it's only like ever since I came back from Afghanistan do I f- completely freak the fuck out. And when I say freak the fuck out, I don't mean in a crazy way. I mean that I overthink the whole entire process of it. From the moment he said, I'm going to just give you a quick shot and then we'll see how it goes. I automatically knew he was talking about a cortisone shot. I automatically thought about the entire process and like the fucking layout of uh, tools that he was just about to lay out on his fucking table. Like I literally thought about how he was going to. Uh, take those items out and lay them out like I thought about even what drawer he was gonna pull it out from like I started having a fucking meltdown almost (laughs) and for no fucking reason but just just to overthink because my body my mind overthinks when I was in Afghanistan I had a lot happen to me and uh 
I'm scarred from just going to the hospital. Being in the hospital just freaks me the fuck out, right? And even before the military, I've had so much shit happen to me where I had to be in a hospital, right? Where I was just uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm like, I have PTSD just from childhood memories of being in the hospital and dealing with something at the hospital. So even before the military, I was already fucked, you know, um, in that sense. And then obviously the military did not help. It fucking aggravated that, that whole fucking process like a thousand percent. So when I came back home from Afghanistan, the first time that somebody tried to administer a shot to me, I, I think it was a flu shot or something like that. I was just like fucking shaking in my boots. My fucking heart was racing the whole night. So this happened to me yesterday where he's giving me the cortisone shot. I'm overthinking the whole process. Like I said, the whole layout of everything on the table. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like shit. So then like, mind you, I am 245 pounds before I fucking start eating for the day. So I'm a heavy son of a bitch. And, uh, and when a doctor sees me freaking out, they're like, well, I'm not going to be able to catch your big ass. And I already know it's like, so in my head, I'm already having the conversation before we even have the conversation. That's how crazy, you know, I'm feeling right now. I'm like, fuck, this guy's going to freak out. He's going to tell me this X, Y, Z, because I've heard it before. Overthinking, overthinking and overthinking. So I say, hey, you want me to lay down, man? And he's just like, what the fuck is happening? In his head, he's looking at me like, dude, are you serious right now? It's just a shot. And I was just like, listen, I know it's a shot. I ain't just a shot, but I know that that specific shot is going to fucking hurt like hell. And he was just like, yeah, it's going to hurt, but like, not like hell. It's just, a, it's a cortisone shot. You've had a cortisone shot before, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've had plenty, but you know, each one sucked. <laughs> and I remember that. And now I'm overthinking everything and I'm like, I'm trying to explain to him that after Af Afghanistan, I'm like now petrified of fucking needles. And it's only in a, you know, administered by a fucking doctor where I'm freaking, totally freaking out. Because if it was by my wife said, hey, I'm going to give you a shot. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, poke away, you know, like awesome. But since I'm in a doctor's office, a doctor's setting, um, I'm totally having a freak out because of the environment, right? And I'm not really paying attention to that whole thing because... At the time of the fucking freak out, meltdown, whatever you want to call it, the overthinking stage, all I'm thinking about is that fucking, that process. And I'm like, totally fucking going bonkers. Long story short, I fucking, <laughs> I prop myself up on the table. I lay the fuck down. I fucking hand in my hand. I was just like, well, this fucking sucks. My heart's racing. Everything's going crazy. I'm like having trouble breathing. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. He's like, stop freaking out, dude. You're, you're, he's like, yo, you're making me laugh now. I was like, I was like, dude, it's not, it's not funny. Like I was, <laughs> and then I started getting embarrassed. I'm like, dude, this guy must think I'm fucking crazy or a little bitch, whichever one. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. So then I fucking said to myself, stop, pause, <laughs> index this shit right fucking now. I was like, wait, why am I feeling like this? Why am I freaking out so fucking bad? So then I thought about everything that happened to me in Afghanistan. Now this thinking process happened so fast that you would think I was there for hours thinking about this stuff, but literally it happened within a minute. I was, I was thinking, I, I went all the way back in time, chased that fucking footprint all the way back to that first time. And I realized, I'm like, oh shit, that's obviously why I'm freaking out right now. But that's not my situation. And I had to literally have that conversation with myself to cool the jets a little bit, right? And then once I realized my heart rate was going down, it was slowing down a little bit. That's when I was like, all right, 
you know what? I'm good with this, man. I was like, I have to, long story short, I have to get this fucking shot. I need this fucking shot. It's inevitable. I got to do it. You know, I propped myself back up. He was like, no, no, lay down, buddy, because I'm not, I'm literally not catching you. And I was like, I figured you're going to say that. So I laid back down. I was just like, here, whatever you need with my hand, just fucking do it. He was just like, you sure? I was like, yeah. He was like, I don't, don't pull away from me, man, because if I, you know, if you move around while this is in, it's going to hurt a lot more. I was like, listen, you're good, bro. You know, have at it. Finally, he gives me the shot. Of course, it burned like hell, but I showed no expression that it fucking hurt that, that bad. And, um, and it was over. And it was over. So <laughs> that whole process of over-fucking-thinking, that's, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about because it is so important that we kind of engage that part of our mind that makes us overthink. And we have to figure out a way to overcome that. And so that's the conversation we're going to have. It's like how... Do we overcome that overthinking part of our heads? Now, if you're an overthinker, you probably have shitty nails. You probably bite your fingers, you know, your fingernails, right? And if you're even uh, more of an overthinker than that, then the skin around your fingernails are probably bitten up too. Like there's, there's levels to this shit. Like if for me, I'm going to be, be quite honest and probably this is going to be kind of nasty, but I have a lot of calluses from, from bodybuilding or from lifting. I'm not going to say bodybuilding because I never did it professionally, but from lifting in general, like I'm a big dude. I like to lift, right? So I, obviously I've established a lot of callus within my hands. So when I'm nervous, I, I, I fucking chew my nails up pretty bad. I'm like olive oil and fucking Popeye. When I'm done doing that and I have no more fucking nail left, I, I go to the next best thing, which is my calluses. And I built calluses uh, on my fingertips, too, because I used to play guitar. So my fingertips have uh, uh, calluses on them. And uh, when that's not fucking good enough, I go to the fucking calluses within your palm, you know, where you grip everything. Those calluses right there, the big ones. I fucking rip those off of my teeth. I like I totally freak the fuck out sometimes. Like I I will always have that part of my body. Like the just that process that always happens, you know, that anxiety. That's cuz that's what that's from. That's from anxiety. And uh when you're an overthinker, those things happen more often than not. And um yeah, it can go on different levels. You can go from fingers to skin to fucking ripping your own face off. I don't know. I'm just saying for me uh, it goes from finger fingernails to calluses. So if you, <laughs> so if you're vibing with, with me right now when I say that, then awesome because that's normal and that's what I wanted to um, to put out there too. That's absolutely normal and uh, there's no pill that's going to stop you from doing that. Unfortunately, and maybe you know one day there will be a pill specifically for that. But honestly, the more important uh, part of this is to understand that that's normal and understand that we can we have the ability to build something to overcome that in the in the very near future. So. Um, the fact that I was able to do what I did yesterday is a fucking perfect example of something that you can do in the inevitable future that can overcome those fucking uh, thought processes, the overthinking bullshit, right? So, and sometimes it could be really fucking embarrassing because when you're overthinking like a thousand times per day, you don't realize what you're doing in front of certain people. Like you could be in, in public, which is like the worst case scenario where all eyes are on you. 
and you have no fucking clue because you're you're going through this over fucking uh, overthinking stage in your head, and you're not even paying attention to your surroundings anymore. All you're worried about is fucking gnawing off your fucking hands, <laughs> and you totally forget that there's X amount of people around you. And, uh, and then when you snap out of it for like a split second because your cell phone rung or something like that, you fucking look around and now you're completely embarrassed, red in the face, and it's getting hot and you're like uncomfortable and X, Y, and Z, right? If you've been there, I get you. I, I used to be there. And some, sometimes I, I get caught like that and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck am I doing? You know, and that's, and that's perfectly normal. But for uh, those severe cases where like your your heart starts racing and you're having trouble breathing, that becomes like a panic attack almost, you know. And then so the most important thing for that kind of situation, that kind of overthinking, that panic attack stage is to understand the origin of everything. You know, like why in this specific situation I'm dealing with this right fucking now. Think about that. Think about that footprint that we spoke about in one of the previous episodes. Think about that that footprint for like a split second. It doesn't have to be a long thinking process. Just try to figure out where that came from and how how it was established, and then be like, oh, okay, I get it. Once you get that get to that point right there, oh, I get it. It makes sense. Then you can start being okay. Then you can slow down the heartbeat. Then you can stop gnawing off your fucking hands. Because at that point, you're like, shit, that's normal. Of course I'm fucking feeling this way. Because of this. If that never happened to me in my life, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this situation right fucking now. You know? And... Uh, and that's the, the thinking process that we have to start training ourselves to start doing automatically because it is crucial, absolutely crucial for us to have that process of thinking in our minds, uppermost in our minds, because honestly, nobody wants to fucking be embarrassed in public anymore. That's not the wave, especially if you're getting older and you're, and you're getting into these professions in, in this world where, you know, looks are everything, right? You want to be uh, the most professional looking motherfucker out there. Appearance is everything. So the moment that you show signs of weakness, which to you is a weakness, right? Because you're overthinking, but it's literally not. But because you're thinking the way you're thinking, it's a sign of weakness to you. You're, your body changing, right? The heat coming from the back of your neck all the way up to your face. Now you're sweating. And it only gets worse when somebody fucking looks at you. And they fucking notice that you're sweating. They're like, yo, are you all right? And as soon as they say, yo, are you all right? You start sweating even more. It's like somebody installed a fucking sprinkler system on your head. And now you're fucking just pouring down sweat. That's absolutely normal. It's normal. But can we stop it? Because you don't want to live like that. You don't want to be in that professional setting where, let's say, you're, you're working for J.P. Morgan or whatever. And you want to talk about the fucking, uh, I don't know, some kind of money fucking situation. It's fucking big conversation to have. It's super loaded. The fucking, uh, you know, vice president's there. And everybody, all the big wigs, if you will, are there to hear your fucking speech, right? Because you have a, a whole power fucking uh, a PowerPoint slide presentation to give and everybody's all eyes on you, right? And as soon as you say good morning, 
you forgot what you were going to say next and you stutter. Once you stutter, you start overthinking and now you're going through this fucking roller coaster ride of overthinking. And then you can't stop stuttering. And then it's just a meltdown after that. And then people start staring, asking you if you're okay. Do you need some water? All these are triggers. I know from experience. I used to be, when I was in Afghanistan even, and that's a few years ago. When I was in Afghanistan, I was, uh, I was in charge of uh, a security detail, I'll say. And uh, one of my responsibilities was to go to these PSRs, uh, these meetings, I should say, and, uh, and it would be people in charge of uh, different FOBs throughout Afghanistan. And the representative usually was a general or, or higher, you know, higher than a fucking brigadier general. And uh, I remember I was, on, um, I was on the big boy table and I was the lowest ranking individual there. I was a staff sergeant. And everybody around me was officer rank, colonels and above. So for me, the person that overthinks fucking everything, me sitting in that specific table, in that setting, in that environment, I was already freaking out. I was already hot. The AC was pumping. It was cold in that room when I first got there. But when I sat down and somebody began to open up the fucking PowerPoint slide, the first slide, the welcome page, I started freaking out because I opened the fucking um, the pamphlet that was provided and I realized that I had a section to speak in. That at one point or another, slide 32 was for me to speak and I knew that that was going to come up fucking fast. And now in front of all these leaders, these fucking senior leaders, the big wigs, I have to sound a par. I have to sound equivalent to them in some way, shape, or form. I have to sound like I know what I'm talking about because my piece of the puzzle was always the most important because we're talking about life-saving measures. And I was the one to implement a game plan, to come up with that game plan and implement it and, 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 and uh, serve it across the fucking table in a way that everybody knew what was going on. I had to have a pace plan set, which is a primary alternative plan, a contingency plan, and an emergency plan at all times for every little thing that I came up with. So when briefing, I had to sound like I knew what the fuck I was talking about. So up to, from the first slide to the 30-something, I was freaking the fuck out completely, had a fucking meltdown. The person next to me was like, hey, buddy, you all right? And it wasn't until he said that that I started freaking out even more. And then the slide right before mine, the guy was speaking, and he was briefing his part, and he was looking around the room, he noticed that I was sweating bullets. He kind of like gave me a squint like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was just like, all right, James, oh, this is it, man. This is it. After he's done talking, whatever the fuck, he, I'm not even listening to him. But after he's done, it's my fucking slide deck. And it's my turn to speak and sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And unfortunately, I'm in this situation and I can't get out of it. So I either have to fucking nut up or shut up, right? <laughs> so when he was done... My mouth was so fucking dry. I had no more water. It was like I was stuck in a fucking desert to fucking brief the fucking end of the world briefing. It was like fucking 
weird and it was fucking crazy. So, mind you, not only am I sitting in a fucking oval table full of all these fucking senior leaders, colonels, and whatever, but there's a big, ginormous screen, just like in the movies. If you ever see a war movie, they're in the fucking war room game planning or whatever, and there's this massive size screen with like 15 different uh, TV screens split up. Uh, and it breaks everybody down into different fobs and different sectors uh, um, in Afghanistan, depending on, you know, whatever the, the meeting was. And in this specific meeting, it was everyone, like every single fob in Afghanistan. Huge, massive meeting. Get to my deck, my slide deck. I introduce myself. And as soon as I did that, and I looked at everybody's facial expressions. I realized something. I have the most important slide show, uh, slide deck to brief. Everybody else's was like, eh, you know, you could have emailed me that. But mine was super important. And it was a matter of life and death. If I didn't know what I was talking about or if somebody didn't have a warm and fuzzy about what I was briefing, then at that point, I didn't feel like I, I was doing enough. I, I would have just, when's the plane leaving? I'm going home because I was, I was not about to have that feeling because I came out there for a specific reason and to make a change, to make a difference. And that moment right there, I had to take that one split second to be like, bro, this is me talking to me. Bro, you have the most important slide deck. Fuck what everybody else said. What they said doesn't fucking matter. What you're about to brief is about to save so many fucking lives. As long as they understand what the fuck you're briefing. Life and death. It was that fucking complicated. It was that fucking serious. So I, I came right out of my fucking shell. And I, I started speaking in an authoritative voice. Like, I started out like, hey, good morning, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then out of fucking nowhere, when I took that fucking slight moment in time, which is what I was talking about, like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hours. It could just be a fucking split second where you come back to life, back to reality. And you're like, fuck, no, I got to change right fucking now. Do or die. And that's what happened to me. At that very moment, I realized the importance of it. And I was just like, all right, listen up. I said, listen up to a bunch of fucking senior leaders. They would have been like, and if we weren't in that meeting, they'd be like, first of all, you don't talk to me like that. But, you know, they were, you know, they had to take it because of the fucking severity of everything that I was briefing. Because I spent weeks prepping for this fucking meeting. The what ifs. Because I knew I was going to be on the phone. With, it was inevitable. I was going to be on the phone with the fucking general at some point or another. And they were going to be like, hey, what's your fucking pace plan just in case this happens? And I have to be like, all right there, Secretary of Defense, this is what we got going on. And I had to brief it in such a way where like, there was literally no room for a question afterwards. If I didn't answer your question in my first slideshow, my first deck, then I felt like incomplete. So that's why I did so much prepping. It's like, I don't want nobody to have any questions after my slideshow because I'm already freaking out about it. And, and if somebody sparks a conversation with me, I'm going to have a fucking meltdown. So I did my homework. I prepped for it. 
right? But of course, somebody always has a fucking question. That's inevitable, right? But after having that fucking split second brain check, all right, listen up, authoritative voice, I didn't give a fuck who asked me a question because I was already in this fucking mindset of I knew what the fuck I was talking about and I didn't care about anything else. I was there for a specific tasking, a specific mission, and I was comfortable with my mission because I'm going to do what I do best. And I fucking crushed that fucking meeting. To the point where I had generals from each fob saying, hey, you know, who's that soldier? I want to email him. I want to give him a coin. I got a coin from the freaking uh, chief, of the, chief of staff of the army, 39th chief of staff of the army, uh, General Milley. And, uh, and he presented me that coin on the flight line when he arrived. You know, he had came with, uh, uh, with Mattis, the sec def. And I was just like... It was beyond me, man. I wasn't, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't even doing it for any kind of recognition or whatever the case is. just how I operate in the combat environment. But, but it made me feel so good to be able to say I conquered myself for that split second in, that, in the craziest time ever. Which, if you were to think about that situation now, you'd be like, yo, I don't know how you did that. You know, but at the time of, it was a piece of cake. I took a fucking second. A split second to brain check myself. And it worked. It was highly effective. So that's what I'm saying to you. If you could take a moment in time and provide yourself with a little brain check, no matter what you're dealing with in this world, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, if you're an overthinker, everything's a big thing. I get it. Because I used to be that guy. And I'm still that guy. But learn how to give yourself a brain check. Because I'm telling you right now, it, it's a game changer. It's a game. It's, I'm telling you, I can't even express this enough. Such a game changer. Find out why you feel a certain type of way. And then be like, oh, you got this. You're good. You know, it's like that meme. You ever see that meme, but did you die? It's the same thing. Give yourself that little brain check. Like, yo, you're not going to die from this, bro. You're not going to die from this. You know, you just got to do it. You know, you're never going to know unless you try something, right? I know you've heard that a million fucking times. Same pertains right now. You're never going to know unless you fucking try it. And sometimes you got to think of it in a fucking, in a role. Like, you're playing a role. When you get a new job, you're playing the role of somebody that you, you, you've always seen but never, you know, had the opportunity to be, right? So you're playing that role now. So get in, get into character. And that takes that little second of a brain check to be like, yo, bro, you've come a long way, but now you're in this new position. You're in a new world. You have to act the part. You got to blend in. You got to blend in. And then your body naturally does the rest. There's not much that, that goes into this fucking, this change. This, this brain check doesn't, it doesn't require a lot. It just requires that split second of you telling, reassuring yourself that everything's going to be all right. And from there, your body's got the rest. And that's today's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys are able to implement this in your lives. And if so, fucking awesome. 
and I'll see you guys next week. Love you guys.